Christmas. Seven to eight PM. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Back to Brian Baloy. Baloy got Bene. I get cut on Songen. Monkey wipe up. Tapo Tiba Tapa. The best of my back. Hypo Bapa Bunch. Pondoleza on the cash line. Pondoleza Campanja. Rest in peace for Kakumwa. Sekasi flavor from Shima. What's the jersey number 10? Make it look easy like they can do it. Elephant in the room from Toya, no hands for Molo Mawanda. Katana, we feed Della Castro, Tapa Molo Mata. I'm Kappa Nokovich, I'm Kappa Manyama. Show me your number, I might throw a Billy at Kappa. Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia, Katlako Mudiba, and Timmy T producing the show. Sylvester Komane is our technical producer. And I guess only one way to start the show tonight, and uh, that's by acknowledging Kaiser Chiefs' big win over Orlando Pirates in the Soweto Derby. And I'm using the word big because of what it does to the title race, not necessarily the scoreline. I mean, that 1 0 win all but ended Orlando Pirates' slim title hopes. Let's put the pressure back on Sundowns now, who trail Kaiser Chiefs by seven points with a game in hand at Stellenbosch next Wednesday. And surely, surely now we can safely say that the title is for Kaiser Chiefs to lose. Or is it? Because they've got bottom side Amazuli on Saturday and they can stretch their advantage at the top even further, which will mean that Sundowns must win what will be two games in hand the next time they play against Stellenbosch on the 11th of this month. So... On the show tonight, we are going to speak to former Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates men. That's Max Goldman. Goma Ponyane will get his thoughts on the derby. He was also in commentary for SABC Radio during the match. And we'll find out from Maxi whether it was a technical masterpiece from the German Ernst Middendorp. Was it a bit of magic from Daniel Akpeyi or was it just pure luck? We'll also have a chat with SABC commentator Brian Mufukeng about the title race and whether it really is curtains for everybody. <laughs> SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. So then, what a weekend it was, especially if you are a Kaiser Chiefs fan. And we're going to look back at the Soweto derby now that took place this past weekend. 1-0 win for Chiefs, courtesy of Lebohang Manyama. And the man who was in commentary on uh, on the radio, Max Gomen Go Maponyana, joins us on the line. Maxi, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM Spot On. Tabiso, good evening and uh, thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Maxi. You're an all-rounder. You commentate, you analyze, you do everything. You You go with the flow. <laughs> In a, in a case of uh, desperation, you just uh, say, listen to Mamina. It was great hearing you on the radio on Saturday afternoon, Maxi. Thank but you, thank you. how do you look back at that win? Was it a technical masterpiece from Ernst Middendorp? Was it luck? Was it magic from Akpey? I think Akpey had it all. He answered all the questions. Obviously, I was also one of the uh, people that were wondering who's going to be in goals. 
And then the question became how and why in terms of uh, what would make one deserve. Because obviously Gunnar couldn't save a penalty. Not that we expect the keeper to save a penalty, but against the Highlands Park, he conceded, forget the penalties. And uh, then you think, yes, but uh, the other game, the cup game, with the Royal Eagles, is it? And uh, yes. it wasn't a, a big deal. They won that one. Now you start asking yourself, but Kuna has played this derbies before. He's experienced. And uh, what is the coach going to do? But then in the back of my head, I thought, this guy is only one of the only two sort of, uh, players play, playing in PSL who went to the World Cup. He cannot be that naive. He's not wet uh, behind the ears. But you know that he's the same guy that uh, in the past, even at uh, Chipa, he had some one of those uh, childish errors or schoolboy errors, mm. if you like. And uh, this time, there was no room for that. But how well he showed that, uh, listen, forget about what I did. This is what I can do, kind of an attitude. On that note, Max, as a former player yourself, what do you think would have been going through Akpay's mind, knowing what was being said on social media, what was being said in the build-up to the games, most fans calling for Kune to start? What, what was going through his mind is exactly what uh, one has also gone through in the past. Mm. You know, often fans would want the best out of you. And when they have a go at you because you didn't deliver, it's not because they hate you. They want the best out of you. They are disappointed. But unfortunately, you're not their child in their household where you can call him in the bedroom and say, I'm disappointed with you, my child. You know? So they express it in a different way. So I will, I'll recall at some point, I mean, you can imagine that is how, how long I played for Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. So in the 10 years, there was a time when after 10 years and scoring goals, we played against uh, Acadia at uh, Ellis Park. Mm. Deshi Bakhtawa was in goals. There was a penalty. It was a cup game, semi-final, JPS. And I took a penalty. Deshi saved. And the fans were mad. They were paying <laughs> for my blood. <laughs> you know? And what do you do? Do you say, I'm going? No, I'm not playing anymore. These people are not fair. No. The most important thing was to say, when is the next game? I want to come back. You come back, you score a hat trick, and then the same people love you. So they, it doesn't mean they hate you, but yours is just to stay away from them and focus on your job, which is to do the best that you can. Looking at the team that Ernst Middendorp put out, he surprised a lot of people going with two right backs in Muleko and Frosler. And uh, what do you think he was thinking there, especially with Frosler playing on the left? He wanted someone who is hard tackling. He wanted someone who could pass the ball. Remember, that is also very important. Because often you can win tackles at the back and uh, give away the same pass or the tackle you have won. So he wanted to avoid all that. And he said, I don't really need to have a left-footed player on the left-hand side. And also with, in terms of presence of uh, height and all that, mm-hmm. we know that he's, not, he's a good player. He's solid at the back. He wins tackle. But he now want, wanted somebody that would also take the fight back to opposition. And it worked for them. Because if you can recall, in the first 20 minutes, she's were attacking on the left and on the right with the support of uh, Frostler on the right, or, 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 or on the crosser side. Mm-hmm. Remember when he played, uh, I can't recall which game that was, he played a beautiful cross, and then uh, Nokovic uh, put it in the back of the, uh, of the net. And he's looking for people who can do things for him coming from the back as a surprise element. And it worked for him. Another interesting selection was Bacchus. I don't think a lot of people saw him starting. What do you think he brought to that Chiefs team? 
He brought stability just in front of the uh, defense. He was not getting carried away. He was not the one who was going to take on players and uh, attack. He was making sure that he guards just be, be, uh, next to Katande because you know Katande, he can go full tackle. <laughs> if you nick that ball, it was going to obviously leave his defense uh, exposed. But he was guarding against that defense. Then I was looking at it and I'm, I was trying to think, are they three, are they four? But often when they don't have the ball, you could notice that they were three. But when they, when opposition has the ball, then they would be four. And they were adjusting quicker because they, he had people he could rely on to just guard that defense and form a four defense formation as soon as they lose the ball. And when they win it, he would release that player and they have three defenders. And it worked for him. Did you get a feeling that after 1-0, Chiefs were playing it safe after that goal from Manyama? No. In fact, uh, what happened is uh, after Manyama scored, they wanted more. They Mm. believed that they could. And then unfortunately or fortunately for Paris, because one thing that I have to say, you always sit here and hear people like us criticizing the derby, Mm. uh, Golestro and all that. I have to praise both teams for really having a full go at each other. As for after Paris conceding, they had nothing to lose. In fact, at some point in one of my uh, comments or commentaries that I made was that Paris have nothing to lose. They can only lose 2 nil, and it's still, it's still three points. Even if they lose 5 nil, it's three, three points. So they need to have a goal. At one point, just don't keep them away from uh, the Kaiser Chiefs who's leading the pack. And they really had a full goal at, uh, at Kaiser Chiefs. And you can recall, just when after I had said that, then that's where, that was that triple save yes. from at bay. And you could see that during that spell, because this game is a game of spells, during that spell, that's when Pirates was very dominant. And then the coach looked back on his bench and he thought, I want to take the game back to them. For me, the master class was when he threw Billiard in the fray. And now they couldn't leave Billiard alone. Billiard one-on-one against Jele or Nyauza, they were going to be worried. You know, mm. and did you notice that when Parker came on and also Billet, that's when uh, Manyama was trying to thread those passes between the defenders, and they were well timed and well blocked by Paris uh, defenders. But that was the purpose to say, guys, the only way to buy time is not to go to the corner flag. If you've noticed, no one went to the corner flag with a mm. ball delay. It was because they said, let's take the game to them. Then they will defend us. Then there's a balance. But when you sit back and defend that goal, literally, then that becomes a problem. Because at some point, something has to give. But in that case, he threw the game back to them. Let's look at Orlando Paris, Maxi. You've mentioned them now. I've watched the game, I think, three times. Can Paris be faulted for effort here? Where did they fall short? Or was it just a bad day in the office? I looked around after the game, in fact, during the game. I couldn't fault them for anything. I couldn't fault them for anything except uh, one part that I picked up that uh, was just a downfall. You know you are a hitman, and in this case I'm talking about Mahango. Gabadino mm-hmm. wanted to do well, and there's nothing wrong in wanting to do well in a big occasion because you are the person that is relied on or relied upon to deliver. But don't take the whole fight to yourself. Remember, it belongs to everybody. You just have to win little battles here and there. Then there always won. But he wanted to, he wanted hard. He tried too much to beat the Kaiser Chiefs. And 
Why I say that? How many times has he tanked and had a first touch? Mm. Beautiful first touch. And the second touch, he wanted to be there <laughs> mentally, that's in the box. And he pushes the ball away from himself, and it would be nicked by a defender. I think it's more than four times when I was, like I was counting. You know, there's the difference between having a good first touch and doing something about it, Tabisi. Because you can have a good first touch and release a teammate or carry the ball top corner or keep the ball within range as you are taking opponent. But he was losing those balls that he has received well and just pushing it too much, pushing it too much. And that too much became obviously an advantage to opposition. That's the one person that I saw. And other than that, when it comes to those crisp passes, I'm talking about Pule, Lodge, and all that. There were not too many of those. And praise Chiefs defense for that because they were always organized because that's what their coach uh, did to say, I want people who are non-nonsense, who will win things. And you can recall how Moleko was getting stuck in there. Barkas was getting stuck in there. But they stopped them from what they could at. And that was the only thing that the Chiefs did well. But Pirates tried and tried. On that, note of, of, on that note of Gabardino, um, Maxi, I'm glad you touched on it. Some said it was overconfidence. Is there such a thing as overconfidence for a football player? I saw it differently. There's a difference between being overconfident and being over-anxious. I think he, he was driven by anxiety. You know that will to want to do well. The will to want to now make a mark. Yes, I have made a mark, but... Can I make it, this stage is big now. It's big. I cannot falter on this one. And that's where the problem starts. It's over-anxious. The anxiety took the better of him. Not uh, arrogance and all that. You know, arrogance is when you think things will happen because it's you. (laughs) Things will happen because you are in the team or on the field or you have arrived. No. He realized he's going to work hard, but he wasn't working smart. Because every time he tried to work hard, it was too hard that he was giving the ball away. You know, when we sometimes show, see a player, a player that is relaxed, and that's how I judge players, in a big occasion when it comes to derbies, when you want to see that the player is relaxed, look at his shoulders, look at his feet when he tries the ball. To see that this guy is still relaxed, the shoulders are dropping and when he stops the ball, and the feet are just comfortable. He's like cushioning the ball. But when you want to do things hard, it's when you have a tight foot and the ball bounces off. And then, you know, when you run, it's like you're carrying a bag of cement. But just relax and do what you've always been doing. Mm-hmm. It's a big occasion for the fans and everybody. But for you, is job as usual. You are at your office, you're doing what you have to do best. We're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up with Max Maponyana after this break. Looking back at the derby, we'll also be joined uh, by uh, commentator, SABC's commentator, uh, Brian Mufugeng, to get his thoughts on the title race. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Still talking to Max Maponyana. Max, we've, we've touched on Gabardino. What do you say to those who are blaming Wayne Sunderland for the Pirates' goal? Is there anything he could have done there? Or was it just sharp thinking from Manyama? No ways. And I'll tell you why. They, when a game is this big, you expect everyone to do miracles, even to stop things that 
you wouldn't expect them to stop ordinarily when you are leading 5-0 and then opposition scores one. They were just going to say, oh, that was a well-taking shot. Why, which one? The only one of opposition. But because they lost, that's when they just say, why couldn't he go down on time? That ball was well struck. You know, I can recall everything about it. And there was a moment when it came from the throw-in on the side, and then it was carried by Norkovic. He accelerated, taking the game to Pirates. And on the, on the right side, that's when Manyama was lurking. And what Manyama did well was the first touch. And as he worked it, he raised his head, but the technique and everything, he kept it down. You can recall that that ball was between the foot and the knee. That's how low it was. And it was flying on the bottom corner. I mean, Sunderland stretched. He went that far down. But he didn't even expect it. But he made an effort. So give credit to the scorer. He took it well. Sunderland, by the way, other than that, Pirates, uh, Chiefs might have won. But the hard-working keeper was the Chiefs keeper. Sunderland didn't work hard on the day, but uh, as one went past him, and that one was very important. Okay, we've got a voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. My name is Ndisila Alvestewane. Yeah, Tabiso, I'm very disappointed with my team all under Paris. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm very happy the way they display uh, soccer on Saturday. Yeah, I can say it was lucky for Ernest Middendorf. Uh, if it was not uh, Daniel Akpey on the on the, uh, on the polls, uh, we will be there. We will be all over our case achieves. Uh, also, Dabi, so <laughs> I can see where you are. Uh, your song when you started your show it tells everybody uh, which color are you but anyway it was a lovely game uh, it was a lovely game i'm happy with the performance of my team uh, orlando pirates thanks a lot tabi sapai <laughs> okay i see you're connecting the dots there playing the song kaiser chiefs awinile and of course it means that i'm a chiefs supporter okay if that's what you think we just thought we should acknowledge the winners of the day because we've been speaking about it the whole uh a week and and as much as you say it was luck but like max said i think the coach s Mirendop then should get credit for going with akpei when everybody said he should be going with kune maxi back to orlando pirates at one nil down for most of the match were you surprised that joe zinbauer left his substitute until late. I think the first one was with less than 20 minutes to go. Yeah, in fact, uh, at some point at half time, I thought a team that is a goal down. Remember that goal was caught on the 30th minute. Yes. And then I thought, okay, second half, what do you normally do? You always uh, bring in changes. But you don't bring changes because it's a normal thing. You have to check whether there are areas of concern. And there were no areas of concern for me, to be honest, about Pirates. It's one of those where you ask a question, is this coach going to make a substitution every time opposition scores? What if you lose 6-0? You'll be left with no players to substitute or to play, you know? But the point is, he made changes at the time when he realized that these guys that have done everything I wanted from them, one or two of them are really tired. And that's when he realized that Makaringe can't carry it anymore, Dube can't do it anymore, and uh, he made those changes. I wouldn't even blame him. You know, when results are like this, you always tend to 
look at the small pockets, what happened here, what happened here. One thing that I've picked up on the day and uh, said it, obviously, to the nation mm. is the fact that I am proud that the Derby lived up to expectation. I mean, both teams played well. Fortunately, one had to win. I can't say unfortunately because it's unfortunate for the supporters when it's a goalless draw because they think, ah, oh, no, this is a waste of time. Fortunately, that win has now raised expectation for the next derby, which is next year. And that is going to be very interesting. Everyone will be looking forward to that. But this one, there was so much at stake. I mean, Tabby, so I don't even have to go there because the yeah. fans knows what would have meant for Paris uh, or what would it have meant for Paris to win something out of that. If they got maximum points, it means Chiefs would be just waiting and thinking, we wish Sundown shouldn't win against Stellenbosch, uh, you know, because that one point difference was going to be a major, major pressure for them. They knew that too, by the way. And uh, there's one thing that is good that, uh, that, uh, that uh, Mendes upset. Mm. You know, sometimes we, we, we listen to these coaches and then you don't get the real message. And I like that message when I heard on Thursday or, or Friday. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, I know it's a big game coming, but the most important thing is I've got to work on my player's mind because they're yes. hearing all these things. The mind is the problem and that mind is not right. And he was right. The mind wasn't right. <laughs> you know, After losing two games, you can't come with a straight mind. You come there with pressure, but whatever he did with their minds, it worked for them. I actually remember that comment. Finally, Max Maponyane, is what does that win tell us about the title race now? It tells us that uh, Chiefs have eased the pressure, and I'm not saying it's in the back. Chiefs have eased the pressure. Sundowns will come to them, and I'm warning, and I will say why I'm warning. You know, we've played against Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates, Chiefs, Chiefs, Pirates, wherever I was playing. Mm. The biggest challenge, and good coaches would say that, and I'll never forget this man, and if those uh, players of Kaiser Chiefs can get that message, I'll never forget uh, Butler. Mm. He would say, everyone was here on Saturday when you won against Pirates. That game is not as important as today's game. It's a cold Wednesday midweek, and we want to win the league. You're now going to lose against Amazulu at home because you're still celebrating the win against Pirates over the weekend. It's water under the bridge. And that is what it means. If Chiefs get carried away, they will be shocked. And mark my word, Amazulu can go there and uh, just upset the apple cut. And because they want to avoid relegation, they can go out there and say, let's gain our momentum from now henceforth. And least we forget that uh, they played against the same Amazulu, and Amazulu scored two goals, and both, if not one of them, was not offside, if you can call that. <laughs> I remember that. Let's not go there, Maxi, but thank you very much for your wonderful analysis. Really enjoyed you on radio, and a great insight once again here on SAFM. Always a pleasure talking to you, Max. Thank you very much, Tabby. So I'm just working out on your color, too. I believe you, are, you have a color somewhere. <laughs> 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 I'm colorless. <laughs> Maxi, always one there. Very witty, very sharp there, Max Maponyane. Nothing goes past him, but we'll leave it there. Let's drop him, please. Let's drop Max, please, 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 please. Let's move on to our next guest here. Brian Mofukeng, SABC commentator. He was also on TV. So I'm one of those guys that that, that will watch the game on TV and then will also go and listen to the radio, depending on who's, on, on, on who's commentating. I'm biased like that. But anyway, Brian Mofukeng is on the line. Let's get his thoughts on the title race. Bruno, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM, sir. Uh, 
Hey, Tabiso. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on FM. That is my original station, by the way. It all started there when I came to the FABC. So. They're awesome. Old. Great stuff. That means I'm on the I'm following the right footsteps here if Brian Mufukeng was here. <laughs> Brian, was that a technical masterpiece from mid and up or was it just luck? I think it's a bit of both. You know, if you look at the way the, the teams played, Pirates had uh, a lot of chances. They could have buried the game in the first half. And according uh, to the break, probably leading by three goals, which had three clear cut chances for them to find the back of the net. Uh, you talk about uh, luck and also hard work and I think also perseverance. It came from Daniel Ekpe, hence he got himself man of a match overall a day. But if you go back to the pre-match uh, press conference, you realize that Enzendorf said something very important. He said, when you look at derbies, you as a coach will do your job during the week. Come the Saturday, the players will therefore be the coaches on the field of play, and they will decide where the game goes. And I think that's exactly what happened on Saturday. So what does it mean now for the title race, Brian Mufuking? Will it be a disaster if Chiefs don't win it? Listen, I mean, Chiefs got themselves to blame if they don't win the, the title this time, given the fact that they had to come back after having lost a game against Marisbeck United, which was a fill-a-minute game also against Eric Tinkler's side. But then you also have to talk about the record that Eric Tinkler has over Kaza Chiefs as a, as a coach. We would have expected him to come then do very well against Yamakosi. Playing against Highlands Park, where they also had a penalty disallowed in that game. They had a penalty disallowed in a game before that. And then they had to come back and fight against a team that was six in a row. I mean, the last time Pirates had lost a game, you got to go back to the ninth of November last year when they suffered a 3 2 loss against Chiefs. In between that, they've had a one on draw in their matches because the one that they lost on penalty is still regarded as a draw if you look at the way things have gone. But it was always going to come back to one thing one experienced German coach in the derby versus a novice in a derby who's sitting there for the very first time. Who will win it? Who understands what needs to be done on the field of play on a day? And at the end of the day, it all went back to one, well, went to one simple thing. One mistake, one goal, and that's it. That's how derbies are. You don't have to score 15 goals. You find one chance, you find the back of the net, and the rest is history. What have Chiefs done right this season, Brian Mufukeng, that they've been top since September, and they still top? You see, if you look at most of the teams that have started to study Chiefs, you don't allow them space outside the penalty area, number one. Number two, you don't allow them set pieces. Because if you look at most of their goals, have come via set play this season. Uh, especially headers have been the dominant of other scored goals uh, via headers. But also there's one thing that came up. Last year, well, last season they finished outside of the top eight was a rude awakening for Kaza Chiefs. The fans are bad enough. The fans started saying, are we going to be sitting and watching mediocre team play throughout? So he had to now go back to the players who are on the field of play to say, do they understand the history of the badge that they're wearing and they're, and they're playing for? And do they understand exactly what they need to do? And also when they brought in your career, Kevin Buckers into the team, when they brought on uh, Denis Nurkovic, everybody said, but who are these players? What are they going to bring? And Nurkovic now, he's a top scorer for Kaza Chiefs. He's just three behind the top scorer at the moment in Cappadino, Elsus Mango. You look at Buckers, he had a few injuries when he was out there. They didn't play that. When he came back, he showed you what he can do. When Manyam was brought back into the country, a lot of people started saying a lot of stuff, but they are now playing for each other. They're now uh, starting to believe in each other. They're now realizing that it's either we win together, we lose together. You could see the celebration that Utumel and Kuna had at halftime, the way he ran onto the pitch to congratulate Pei. At full time, when Pei made those saves, Kuna was more excited on the bench than it had been on the field of play. You have to think about it. If you are the number one goalkeeper and somebody comes and takes over your number one jersey 
and there's a debate as to whether you should be starting or not, and you're playing a game where the team eventually loses on penalty with you in goals, you have to think and say, wait a minute, this guy is taking my position. Do I support him or not? But you could see the commander that is coming up in the team. They now believe in each other. Hans Kuhner was there sitting as a cheerleader supporting his own goalkeeper and goals. So they understand what they need to do. They know that Chiefs is a team that wins trophies. When they've gone now four since a trophy, that is worrying time for the Amakosi. Why then do the Amakosi supporters, Brian Mufukeng, then still don't give credit to Ernst Middendorp? Because every weekend you hear them say he's going to bottle the league, he's going to bottle the league, or he was lucky. But the man has been top for a couple of months. You know, if, 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 you, if you, when you sit down, you're a broadcaster. I'll give an example as a broadcaster. When you are on air and you're doing very well, you hardly get a note. You hardly get a call from the boss saying that you're doing very well. Mm-hmm. But the day you go on air and you make a mistake, <laughs> and that is costly, it's the day you're going to have an avalanche of calls coming in to say, what are you doing? How did you get out of the employer's guy? So as long as you're doing okay and you're doing well, and Chiefs fans, I think, are also thinking back of the few seasons where Chiefs were sitting on top and they could have won the league and they lost it right at the end. So they've realized the fact that they were in a, the, uh, the MTNA knocked out. Pretty, they never played in the MTNA because they never qualified for that. Mm. They, they were in the semifinals of a TKO knocked out uh, right in the semifinals by a team that they always win against. They played against Highlands Park, a team that they were referring to win against, and they eventually knocked out by Highlands Park. So they're always, you know, they're going about their business in a moment, the Chiefs fans, very carefully to say, should there be deja vu? Something that happened a few seasons ago where they needed just a few points to wrap it up and Sundowns came from behind and stole it from them. There are a few seasons that you've got to go back to the 90s and 80s where they only had a point in the last few matches and they eventually lost it. So they are very, very careful not to celebrate and over-celebrate things. They are doing it one game at a time. But I tell you, every Chiefs fan you meet, they'll tell you that this league is ours to lose. We are going to win this one. But they will not come public and say that. Chiefs are now nine points ahead of Pirates who've played a game more. They are seven points ahead of Sundowns who've played a game less. Is it a two-horse race between Chiefs and Sundowns for the title? It's a yes and no answer. Chiefs will go and play Sundowns. For example, Chiefs draws against Sundowns or they don't get maximum points against Sundowns and Pirates goes and plays Sundowns and Sundowns Pirates wins. And if Pirates continues the way they play before they play Chiefs and start winning matches, they already pushed this kick all the way to the wire. For me, where the league will be decided, and people were talking about the derby, I said the derby will have some, some saying as to where the league will go. But how Chiefs are going to be tested, their mental is tested purely when they take on Amazul, the team that's sitting at the bottom. When they play Pulukwan, it's another struggling team that already defeated them this season. When they go and play Sundowns, and then they play Vets back-to-back, the Vets back-to-back matches for me are the most crucial one for Chiefs because you know how they've done against Vets. They've had one of those indifferent performances against Pulukwan's Vets. And Gavin Hunt would probably come out and say, let me be the party spoiler. Let me just come out there because we can't win the league ourselves. Let's just really throw everything out and let's see what happens. Both you and Max Maponyade have said Chiefs must be wary of Amazulu. But Brian Amazulu are bottom of the log. Chiefs are top of the log. Surely they shouldn't have any trouble on Saturday? Before, before Max wrapped up, he mentioned those, one of those disallowed goals when they played against Amazulu. Yeah. Chiefs walked away victorious on a day by luck. Oh. When they won by three goals to two, they were lucky as well. Because 
There was an own goal scored by Anamazulu player last season. There was a goal scored by Amazulu. There were some brilliant saves towards the end of that game there. And Amazulu on a given day can cause problems. Remember how they held Paris for the longest of time around the stadium. Mm. So they can come up and they wound the team, by the way. They're Richie City right at the bottom. When I look at Amazulu coming to play against Kaza Chief, I think about a Norwich City that almost held Liverpool at some stage. I think mm. of a, uh, a Watford that came and shocked everybody and eventually walked away victorious. You know, so Amazulu cannot be taken for granted. They have scorers in the league this season. Ntuli has been the man to go to for goals. And if Ntuli finds the right footing on a day, they can cause problems. And also the head coach of Amazulu, the man is in charge now. And you know, I know there are issues about that. You know, he might be going, there are issues around his story. But he also does have one of those who say, you know, when I play against the so-called big teams, I always hold my own, and I can do very well against the so-called big teams. So you don't have to motivate Amazulu against Chiefs. You tell them, do you want to go and play the next season at Glad Africa next season, or do you want to play in the Premier Division? If you want to play in the Premier Division, then you have a chance now to play against some of the bigger teams in the form of Kaza Chiefs. And if you can start winning matches now against those teams, Marisic United could do Amazulu a huge favor and defeat Pulukwani City. Black Leopards and Baroque can cancel each other out. So there's so much at stake at the moment that Amazulu can come to Jobek and do what Marisbeck United beat in Jobek. Talking about so much at stake at the bottom, you've mentioned Barroca, you've mentioned Leopards, Amazulu, all three on 20 points. Polokwane City and Cape Town City just three and four points above the relegation zone. There's another battle there at the bottom. Do you also see it going down to the wire? That's going to go down to the wire again. I believe that's going to go because you look at this weekend, I mean, Polokwane City won against Black Leopards and then Leopards will play Barroca this coming weekend, while Amazulu will travel to Kaza Chiefs. Polokwane City goes to Marisbeck United. So she looking at those four teams already. They are playing very, very cagey and very unpredictable league, uh, the, the matches they're going to be playing this weekend. So I believe, when you, when, if you want to know who's going to get relegated, so let's talk probably in uh, mid-April. I can confirm to you mid-April who's going to get relegated. Now, I don't even want to get involved in that discussion. All I'm going to say is that any team above... The ones you mentioned, your Amazulu, your Baroka, Black Leopards, they can all still be dragged down because there's only, what, four points separating the bottom against, against your yes. cellies. Cape Town City is not far off behind yeah. them. And, and you have all those players. Any team from number nine going down yeah. could find themselves sitting and fighting relegation at the end of the season. Yeah, there's not a lot between those teams. And on that note, Brian Mufukeng, is there any team that surprised you uh, this season? That's been the surprise package of the league? You have to talk about a, a Marisbeck United. Yeah, they are actually taking, fifth. Taking relegation last season and then got, got relegated because even if you, you finish 15th, it means you are relegated from the Premier Division and had to go via the playoffs to retain and retain your status. And the way they went about a business to eventually fight, it showed once again that Eric Sinclair, alongside Palladi, Pobola, they are very shrewd tacticians. They know what they have to do, and he's able to get the best out of those players. Judas Musiamedi was one of those players everybody said, nah, you won't get anything from Judas Musiamedi. <laughs> Look at him now. Look at what sort of a player he's become. Ngolis Kuren has always been a good player. I mean, Ngolis yeah. Kuren, for me, could have played in the top 14 in the country, given what he can give you when he goes on the left-hand side. Roshin Duryad, nobody knew much about the player who had gone on trials in Portugal, came back to South Africa, and uh, yeah, he is now showing what he can do. Nazir Ali, a player that everybody thought probably after people's version he got that injury on the toe and missed the final off of the MTN8 and never managed to play much in people's bet. 
his season is over. He's already in his 30s. He won't be able to give anything. Look what he's doing now at uh, at uh, at Marysburg United. Middle of part, they lost Tipeshiche. Tipeshiche and Jovu. They lost Makaringe. They lost Mabuye. Everybody thought, well, they don't have a team anymore. They've been able to bring more and more stars. Songwani was a scorer for them in the playoffs. Songwani scored a brace over the weekend. Solani was a player that was signed. Uh, Chip United by Paris, they saw him to be what is surplus to requirement. He's enjoying his football once again at Marysburg United. So yeah. I always believe that sometimes players don't become bad players overnight. It is sometimes coaches who make players look bad. And that's why everything is able to get that out to say, this is what I can get from the players. You go to Paris, the same thing happened. When the runner sitting in the coach and he also had a previous head coach, people are saying, no, Paris, nah, they're just average players. Zimbabwe arrives, things just changes. Same players. Yep. Thanks, Brian. People are loving your analysis. There's another Brian on Twitter who says, I've always trusted Brian Mufukeng's analysis and thanks a lot for bringing him on the show. And uh, hopefully this is a start of many in, of many analysis uh, with Brian Mufukeng. Thank you, Brian, for your wonderful analysis. Always a pleasure listening to you as well as talking to you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Brian Mufukeng. Zico Smith believes Leopards and Chippa are going to be relegated. And um, somebody says uh, the analysts are analyzing. Chiefs are soldiering on. They are committed. They know how to win ugly and we are happy. Even if you win ugly, we are happy. Those are the Chiefs fans. By the way, Brian said something about Judas. I read an article this weekend. I can't remember who wrote the article, but they interviewed Judas Musiamedi and he was telling the journalist that ever since he scored against Chiefs, now people recognize him in the streets. He's been playing professional football for so many years and nobody knew who he was until he started scoring against Chiefs and now people stop him and they want to chat to him about football and he's enjoying it. Well, the Soweto Derby took all their attention this past weekend.